You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpal965.com. Fox News Commentary. Fake news from the Biden campaign. More next. Your employees and customers have new expectations when it comes to cleanliness. Cintas has the products and services you need to feel prepared. A trained Cintas technician can apply disinfectant and sanitizer spray to common surfaces. And we'll keep you well stocked with gloves, face masks, hand sanitizer, and disinfectant wipes, professional cleaning supplies, and PPE. Just a few ways Cintas can help you keep your business safe. Visit Cintas.com and get ready for the workday. In a recent interview, senior advisor to the Biden campaign, Simone Sanders, weighed in on the political response to the killing of George Floyd. Donald Trump couldn't even utter George Floyd's name, let alone speak to the unrest that has gripped the country. Say what you will about President Trump's response to all of this and whether or not you think Joe Biden would be better. What Sanders said is patently false and was provably false by simply rolling the tape. Most heartfelt sympathies to the family of George Floyd. We will stand with the family of George Floyd. The president has mentioned Floyd's name on numerous occasions. To assert otherwise is inaccurate. If you want to criticize your political opponents, go for it. But if you want to distort what they had to say, at least try to do so in a way that can't be disproven by video evidence within minutes. That obviously applies to Trump, but it must also apply to Team Biden that hold themselves up as paragons of honesty and credibility. The lazy lie from Simone Sanders suggests otherwise. That's your Fox News The news you want to know. Attorney General. He lied to Congress. Chicken bar should have shown up today. Yes, this man. Circus political stunt. KPEL FM. Brobridge Lafayette. After all the calls for change in policing, the president readies in his executive order. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News, and Vice President Pence just told Fox that we'll set in into motion uh, new resources, new standards on the use of force. Fox's John Decker's live in Washington. The president's executive order would establish a database that tracks police officers who garner complaints about excessive use of force in their records. It would also establish a national credentialing system that would give police departments a financial incentive to adopt best practices. The order would also more deeply involves social workers in responding to certain nonviolent calls, such as those involving mental health, drug addiction, and homelessness. The three proposals already have broad-based support among lawmakers from both parties and the Fraternal Order of Police. Dave? Now, John, House Democrats are also working on their reform plan. So are Senate Republicans, led by Tim Scott, the only black GOP senator who told the Fox News Rundown podcast today. I'm the person in our conference who's actually experienced the discrimination that we're talking about. Fortunately, not to bodily injury, but being pulled over seven times in a year, 18 times in the last two decades, gives me a firsthand experience with it. A retired cop working security at a hospital in Munster, Indiana, was shot and killed early this morning by a psychiatric patient who took his gun during a struggle. Another officer then killed that patient. In Atlanta, no charges have been filed yet of the death of Rayshard Brooks, who was shot Friday after resisting arrest. The officer has been fired. Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms calls it murder. Our police officers are to be guardians and not warriors within our communities. More Americans shopped more. As coronavirus restrictions were lifted in May, retail sales surged almost 18% over April's numbers. America's listening to Fox News. We're all in uncharted territory looking for ways to support our communities. At Dell Technologies, we're making sure small businesses have the right tech solutions. Dell Technologies advisors are here for you. From helping small businesses stay connected and productive while working remotely with Windows 10 and Microsoft Teams to rapidly deploying remote work solutions that limit upfront costs with Dell Financial Services. We're standing by you every step of the way. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but thought it would be too difficult? Then try Babbel. Babbel starts by teaching you words and phrases that gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations. So in 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking a new language in a few weeks. Babbel is built around real life. It teaches you practical conversations that you will actually use. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. 
There's some new research just out of England today that a steroid can help fight the coronavirus. Dexamethasone was given to very sick patients and reduced deaths by up to one-third, according to researchers. It's been two years since President Trump met with Kim Jong-un for their first summit, but relations have since soured. A nuclear standoff continues, and at the Korean border, the North has blown up a building. A joint diplomatic office set up two years ago to improve communications with South Korea. And there's been a deadly border clash between two other countries. India's army saying three of its soldiers have been killed in a confrontation with Chinese troops on a disputed border in the Himalayas. India saying there are casualties on both sides and the talks are underway to defuse the situation. China accusing Indian forces of carrying out provocative attacks. It's the first deadly clash between the Indian and Chinese military since 1975. There have been weeks of tensions along this particular frontier. Simon Owen, Fox News. A hearing starts today in California involving utility blame for the deadliest wildfire on record. Pacific Gas and Electric is expected to plead guilty to 84 counts of manslaughter and one count of unlawfully causing a fire. While some are frustrated that the company's only being fined $4 million, the district attorney of Butte County said corporations are fined like people when convicted of crimes. However, they are paying out more than $25 billion to several parties, including victims, insurance companies, local governments, and others, and they're in bankruptcy court. The company's badly maintained equipment started several fires on windy days, including the campfire. And those who lost loved ones in the fast-moving flames are expected to deliver victim impact statements in court over a multi-day hearing. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. Uh, Wall Street stocks could surge down futures up nearly 900 points. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick. On Acadiana's morning news, we'll get up to 92 degrees today. Your full weather forecast is coming up from the KTC Storm Team 3 Weather Lab. The uptick in cases of COVID-19 continues in our area. A rep for Lafayette General tells KPL News that system-wide, they have 32 inpatient cases. We're told that's a 50% increase from last week. Additionally, there are 13 inpatients with pending results. Lafayette Police will set up an OWI checkpoint this Friday night at 9 p.m. The location, which is never specifically disclosed, will be within the city limits of Lafayette. Officers will be conducting sobriety checks until 3 a.m. on Sunday morning. There's an online petition gaining steam to change the name of Jefferson Davis Parish. The push comes as Confederate monuments have been torn down in recent weeks and Confederate leaders have been criticized, all as the country deals with protests on racial issues. Those protests were sparked nationwide with the death of George Floyd, an unarmed black man in Minneapolis who was killed by police. The Abbeville Meridinals reporting that all eight members of the Vermilion Parish School Board have been subpoenaed to appear before a Vermilion Parish grand jury this Thursday. In addition to the board members, several other members of the school system have reportedly been asked to appear before that grand jury as well. Housing advocates asked the governor to again extend eviction moratoriums that lapsed this week when the state could face a public health and homelessness crisis. Louisiana Fair Housing Action Center spokesman Max Ciarulo says the mass evictions will hamper, hamper social distancing efforts. He also warned that once federal unemployment benefits end, we could see evictions rise substantially. President Trump says the media is trying to shame his campaign over a planned rally in Tulsa Saturday night. Concerns have been raised about holding a large rally amid the coronavirus pandemic. Trump tweeted, quote, the far left fake news media had, quote, no COVID problem with massive protests after the deaths of George Floyd in Minneapolis. He said the attempt at shaming won't work. Saturday's rally is Trump's first since March. The Supreme Court won't hear cases involving qualified immunity for police for now. Currently, it's difficult to sue police for misconduct. Critics say the doctrine protects cops and government officials from accountability. However, the House and Senate are crafting their own versions of police reforms that could change these protections. The UN Human Rights Council is taking up the debate about racism and police brutality after the death of George Floyd. A group of African nations led by Burkina Faso put forward the proposed debate to take place on Wednesday. Burkina Faso said unfortunately Floyd's death isn't an isolated incident. The U.S. will not be taking part in that debate. 
Walmart is testing getting rid of cashiers altogether in their stores. The retail giant switching to a self-checkout-only system at one superstore in Fayetteville, Arkansas. The company says it wants to see if it'll speed things up while limiting human interaction because of COVID-19. A new fat-burning substance is discovered in the labs at Pennington Biomedical Research Center here in Louisiana. Matt Doyle has the story. It's called BAM-15, and Pennington Executive Director Dr. John Kerwin says mice who were given the compound grew leaner than mice who didn't, all without any additional exercise. He says it's not just that they weighed less, they were burning fat. The cells are just churning out the ATP, they're burning it up, and we, we saw that in, in the fat in particular. He says even just one dose was effective. This one sustains its effect for hours, actually. BAM-15 was administered as a supplement to the mice's diet. I'm Matt Doyle. Louisiana Highway 1 in Lafouche Parish receives $135 million in federal grants to construct an 8.3-mile elevated highway from the Leeville Bridge to Golden Meadow. It'll make it the largest transportation grant in America. Congressman Garrett Graves says the road is vital for folks to get to Port Fouchon. There's only one road that goes down to Port Fouchon which services anywhere from 75 to 90 percent of all the offshore energy production in the Gulf of Mexico, which is a huge supplier of oil and gas for the United States. The money comes as part of the FAST Act requirement, which requires that projects which support natural energy security priority consideration for the infrastructure of the Rebuilding America grant program. Now, sections of the highway are so low, the road can go underwater just with high tide or a strong wind, but experiences the most trouble with storm surge from tropical system. Graves says that shutdowns of the roadway have widespread impacts. There was a study by the Department of Homeland Security years ago that painted a picture of billions of dollars in economic impact, job losses affecting all 50 states if uh, if this port were shut down for any type of extended period. Graves says the plans have been in the works since the mid-90s and the total construction time would likely span to about two years. My guess is they could award construction contracts as early as the end of this year, but based on how the, the wheels of bureaucracy spin, I could see them coming back maybe early in the, in the first quarter of 2021. And finally, Monday's decision by the Supreme Court that LGBTQ people deserve equal treatment in the workplace is being celebrated by some while being a disappointing development to others. Kevin Barnhart has this story. The decision to extend the protections of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 to apply to gay and transgender workers came on a 6-3 to three vote. Executive Director of the Louisiana Democratic Party Stephen Handwerk says the ruling sends a very strong message going forward. This is just not something that our country should be about. We should not be about discrimination. But Louisiana Family Forum President Gene Mills opposed the decision and says the ruling may result in more lawsuits between employers and employees. You're going to see a litany of additional cases to try to expand that decision or define where its limits are. I'm Kevin Barnhart. Stephen Handwork, the director of the Louisiana Democrat Party, will be joining us tomorrow for Winging It Wednesday. It's at 7 o'clock right here on KPEL. Plenty of sunshine out there across Acadiana today. We'll see a few clouds popping up in the afternoon. Uh, the tropical type clouds that we're used to seeing in the summertime that could lead to a 20 to 30 percent chance for a brief pop-up shower or thunderstorm later on today. High is going to get up to around 93 degrees. Heat index running a little bit warmer than that. Winds from the east-northeast at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. Overnight lows actually going to drop down to about 69 degrees with clear skies late tonight. And then we get ready to do it again tomorrow. From the Storm Team 3 the lab. I'm KTC meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPAL. Our weather update is brought to you by the Jambalaya Shop 4150 West Congress across from St. Edmund's Church serving up fresh jambalaya, pastalaya, and sides. Drive through, eat in, and take out. It's all there with the Jambalaya Shop. Welcome back to Acadiana's Morning News. It is 8-12, and you know, folks, still trying to get back to work. Some people yep. who face layoffs, the height of the coronavirus um, response, and now in the recovery, still out there looking, and Lita has another job fair coming up. Greg Gotro joins us on the phone. Good morning to you, sir. And good morning to you, Greg. How are you? Great. How are you? Hey, we are doing well. So tell us about this job fair. It's coming up and what exactly are employers looking for? What industries, what sectors 
are being focused on this time? Well, this is an eclectic job fair. It's not one of the ones that where we focus on uh, technology or medical, et cetera. This has a broad range from professional to uh, unskilled labor and everything in between. So you're going to have this thing set up. Um, you know, you had done so many virtual job fairs where yeah. people were able to go in and, and see these different opportunities that were available. And now one of the things uh, we're looking at is this one's going to be in person, but people are going to be protected. There's going to be social distance. There's going to be personal protective gear. Um, how are you going to pull this off? And, and do people feel comfortable? Should people feel safe going there? Well, that's a good question, and um, we're actually doing a survey right now and a poll, and as soon as those results come out, we'll let you know. Mm-hmm. We think that uh, if you're seeking a job, and we guarantee that there's going to be social distancing, that we'll have a mask available for you, that you can you will want to turn out. But in, if not, there will be a, a virtual event. So on Thursday, August the 6th, we're going to have socially distanced booths from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Then, to the 6th, there'll be a virtual uh, job fair. So we're trying to combine the best elements of each in case people can't get out to the job fair. And we also believe that it's uh, safe for people to start getting out as long as it's, um, as we say, socially distanced and some measure of protection. You know, that is one of those things that I think people, you know, if they go to job fairs in the past, it's one of the things that they're used to. But I think the overall message is that there are jobs available. And I, I know that you guys really work to put, even outside of these actual job fairs, you guys work to put you know, prospective employees and, and companies in contact with each other. Is there a, a place where you would suggest people go You know, before this time to see who's hiring right now, to see what positions are open? Yes. You can go to lafayette.org slash job fairs and that will tell you about who will be there and who's hiring you can go to lafayette.org slash jobs and look at our virtual job fair so we have a virtual job fair going on all the time we also have a the as you mentioned these special job fairs that have lately been zoom and then the one big one a year, we generally have five to seven job fairs a year, uh, many of them very specific, but as I said, this one more eclectic. All right. Very good information. Mm-hmm. Um, and just generally, uh, Greg, before we let you go, we're joined by Greg Gotro from Lita. What are you hearing from businesses, from business owners yeah. right now? How are they doing? Well, um, we're actually surveying, once again, the third survey. But what we've heard is that um, most people seem to be hanging on. Now, they don't, many surveyed said if this goes on a few more months, mm. they probably won't be able to. So it's a critical period where people need to get out and do things that they were doing before, just be more safe. And I am very, very pleased to go into so many businesses where they're all following the rules. They all have masks on. They all have protective equipment. You've got the plexiglass barriers. But people are starting to hire people back. And we expect that uh, more people will be coming off the rolls. Just real quickly, um, although 36,000 People applied for unemployment since uh, 418. Only 14,100 are on the unemployment rolls today. Makes sense. That's okay. about a 13% unemployment rate, but that's a lot better than we really anticipated at this time. All right, Greg Gotro from Lita. We appreciate the insight and, and of course, the time today, and, and good luck. You can go to the Lita website to find out more information, that virtual job fair, as he said, always going on. Search for that. It's L-E-D-A. Thanks, Greg. Good talking to you. Thank you. All right. It's 817 now at News Talk 96.5 KPL. There's something else really cool going on online. And you know, Bernie, 
loves a good deal. Oh, yes. The Seize the Deal Summer Auction is underway, and we're going to tell you about some of the cool things you can find Mm -hmm. coming up next on Acadiana's Morning News. Hey, it's Rob Kirkpatrick, and I want to tell you about a brand new feature at kpel965.com. Listen to every hour of every day of Acadiana's Morning News. Now, you need to just get up and listen to all the great interviews when they happen live, but maybe you're busy. Maybe you want to listen in your car in the afternoon. Go to kpel965.com, click on Listen Live, and then click Acadiana's Morning News. There you'll find a podcast brought to you by LABI, Louisiana Association of Business and Industry. That's kpal965.com. Home Furniture is your place for really great deals. And with over 50,000 furniture items in stock right there off Pont Mouton, you can fall in love with it today and you can have it in your house tomorrow. You think about how many different new sofas or Mm -hmm. love seats. Yeah. That could possibly be in your new den now, or living room yes. tomorrow. I think I told you, I have some family coming to town this weekend. Yes. And you would think we were preparing for but a you, visit from Queen Elizabeth. Uh, oh. I've never changed a toilet seat <laughs> till yesterday. <laughs> and they don't sell those at home furniture, but they can right. sell you just about anything else that you need for those guests who right. think that they are indeed royalty. Oh, I'm the queen mother. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you want queen an mother, awesome don't, looking don't, chair. Don't sit on used toilet seats. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but what if she wants one of those awesome recliners? Now we can do that. Ooh, especially kind of the one that helps yes. you get up. Homefern.com <gasps> is where you can go to find all the greatest deals. And of course, everything you need at a great price. Yeah. Even if you just want some nice, small, new accents for the house. Look, you don't even have to say, oh, I need a new big sofa or need new big chairs. They have beautiful accent pieces that will make the room look completely different. It'll freshen it up for you. And let's face it, we've all been in the same rooms for the last three months. It mm-hmm. is imperative. <laughs> it right is, about that. It is, it is, it is imperative that you go to homefern.com. All right. You deserve it. 822 now at News Talk 96.5 KPL. All right, 823 now at Newstalk 96.5, KPEL and something going on really cool at KPEL965.com all week this week is the Seize the Deal Summer Auction. And it's a beautiful thing. There are a ton of things there for you to find. And the deals, I mean, are starting at 60% off. That is awesome. You can go ahead and you continue to bid until 7 o'clock this Friday, but there are so many Different items. What are so you many looking things, for? Even for Father's Day, Burn. Yeah, because think about this. Imagine if you really wanted to get something really great for your dad, but you're like, well, I never thought I could afford X, Y, and Z. Well, with prices as much as 60% off, you could get that favorite thing for dad that he's always wanted. And then he gets to choose, right? It doesn't have to be exactly you're like, oh, I think dad would like, oh, this one golf putter. Nah, it doesn't have to be like that. I'll tell you this. Um, dad likes a lot of different things. Dads are often practical. I love practical gifts for Father's Day. And if you walked up to me and said, Dad, you really need a new roof. Yeah. I got you a new roof. Mm-hmm. Right now, from Southside Roofing, at the Seize the Deal Summer Auction. <gasps> That's genius. The value, $13,000 for Think this new that. roof. And right now, the current bid is at $5,475. Oh, nice. Go in and get your beds in, of course. Get your bids in, excuse me, before 7 o'clock on Friday. Well, that way you're not in the doghouse later, so you can sleep in your own bed. Maybe you've been thinking about putting <laughs> some cameras outside your house. What about a four-camera surveillance system How many times with four terabytes of memory, Eddie basic Tibbet installation? We should do it. The cost for that, $2,800, but you could bid on it, the current bid right now, 11 hundred dollars sweet all available there there's everything from atvs to a certificate to jeremy's floors all these different things by the way we're getting some really nice floors in our building i'm gonna post some pictures of it um all by jeremy's so many different things even massages i mean it's all there and then even a two thousand dollar gift certificate to advanced aging center i need that um two thousand dollars right now the bid is eight hundred dollars so Boy, a lot you of cool get a things. lot of good stuff done for that. You can find all of these products. You go to mm-hmm. kpel965.com, and yeah. up there's the a bar. It's called the What's Trending Bar. Okay. It says auction. You click on that, and it'll bring you straight to the deals. You know Seize the Deal. We give you half-price deals all the time. 
But this week, we're talking about the Seize the Deal Summer Auction. Sweet. So, uh, really exciting stuff. You can go find more out about that at kpel965.com. Here for you in times of uncertainty. Tracking coronavirus, I'm Rob Kirkpatrick on this Town Square Media Station. Team you can rely on even on the darkest days. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. We're working for you on air, behind the scenes every single day. We're following a potential hazmat situation on I-10 this morning. As you get out and hit the road, Bernie's got the information you need to know. Your radio home for news and information for more than 60 years. You know, it's everything I need in the morning. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Huh. It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from KPL965.com. There's more Katie's morning news to come, but first some more state headlines for you. The House passed legislation making revisions to the tort reform effort that was vetoed by Governor Edwards, winning a veto-proof majority for the bill in the process. Bill sponsor Chalmette Representative Ray Garofalo says the legislation requires insurance companies to meet with the insurance commissioner to see how much money this legislation has saved them. And if they are, then they are required to reduce their rates accordingly. The bill makes a few adjustments relative to legislation that was vetoed by Governor Edwards, namely decreasing the jury trial threshold further to $5,000 from the bill's previous $10,000. The current threshold in the state of Louisiana is $50,000. New Orleans Representative Mandy Landry says that just because companies are required to meet with the commissioner doesn't mean he can or will force them to lower rates. There has been not one person from the insurance industry to testify that they will lower their rates in Louisiana because of this legislation. Not one. Zero. Landry noted even the 10% promised reduction in rates would still give us some of the top five highest rates in the nation, which need to be addressed through other legislation. ERATH Representative Blake Miguez says they've worked hard to make sure the bill ensures Louisiana's legal system more closely reflects our neighbors who pay much lower premiums. We have the second highest auto rate insurance in the country. So don't you think we should be looking at things like this or having a valid discussion to make these changes to lower our auto insurance rates? But a meet representative, Robbie Carter, tore into the bill over how it would impact our ability to fund court systems and ensure injured victims receive just compensation. And I'm not going to waste a lot of time today to tell you just how bad this bill is. This ain't even putting lipstick on the pig. This is a pig from the beginning. The bill now heads to the Senate. Here locally, news reports over the weekend said St. Martinville Mayor Melinda Mitchell tested positive for COVID-19. That information was first reported by the Daily Iberian. Now, as a result, Mitchell, the city administrator, police chief Ricky Martin, and Mitchell's secretary are now in quarantine. There's now word that an attorney representing Mitchell says that HIPAA laws may have been violated. Mayor Mitchell says she would love to know who shared her information in regard to the COVID-19 test and if any laws were broken during the process. And finally, fire investigators are working to determine what caused the fire at a home in the 2100 block of Richfield Road that happened out in Lafayette Parish. Multiple crews responded, according to a report from KATC, including Dusan, Judice, Scott, Karen Crow, Milton, and Lafayette to quell the blaze. Fortunately, no injuries reported to first responders or residents at the scene. Plenty of sunshine out there across Acadiana today. We'll see a few clouds popping up in the afternoon. Uh, the tropical type clouds that we're used to seeing in the summertime that could lead to a 20 to 30 percent chance for a brief pop-up shower or thunderstorm later on today. Highs going to get up to around 93 degrees. Heat index running a little bit warmer than that. Winds from the east northeast at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. Overnight lows actually going to drop down to about 69 degrees with clear skies late tonight and then we get ready to do it again tomorrow. From the Storm Team 3 weather the lab. I'm KTC meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. And getting the all clear on the roads of Acadiana. If there's anything we need to know about, you can give us a call at 232-1542. Also with the KPL News app, click the phone in the upper right-hand corner to let us know what you're seeing. It's 833. <laughs> planned this weekend in Tulsa Um, Mm. and the venue holds a 12,500 people from what 
uh, mm -hmm. hearing reports. Yesterday, okay. we had the announcement that over a million people had registered for tickets to this thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, in the data-driven world we live in, right. of course, you know, it's good to have that many people register for something, even if they're not guaranteed tickets, because guess okay. what? Now right. you know that's your people. You know, that's, well, there you go. That's what you need to send mailers and fundraising emails to, you know. Um, we also heard about a $14 million fundraising haul, and that's just the start of it. It's going to be a big week. David Grosso joins us on the phone. What do we have to expect, sir? You know, one of the most interesting about quarantining with my parents in Florida was getting all those mailers from the Trump campaign. <laughs> so, you know, sitting around and because, you know, I'm not the target demographic. I'm too young. I'm 35 years old. So they think, oh, this guy may or may not vote. I'm also registered independent. So they think, oh, you know, he may not be a Trump fan. But, you know, my father definitely gets them. Interestingly, my mother doesn't get those flyers. So, you know, I think the campaign is trying to reach out to potential supporters to see if really they can rally support and get Trump reelected in November. So you're watching kind of this interesting thing play out. So once again, race comes up and, you know, you have the president who is is trying to say everything right. We hear about the police reform bill that is that is to come. There were some reports yesterday that said in the bill, there are some attorneys who apparently have worked on it with members of Congress who say there will be an admission that there is systematic racism in policing in the United States. What are your thoughts? Well, you know, studies show that, you know, people of color disproportionately are treated differently by law enforcement. And I think even a lot of Republicans are on board for, uh, you know, reform. The problem now with the reform conversation is we go from, you know, definitely reforms are needed and we have a problem to defund the police. So, you know, it's one of those things where I think now I don't think that reform is debatable. It's more of what level of reform, what that reform looks like, and how that's going to please different constituencies who have very different views of the role of roles, the role of law enforcement in this country. Yeah, isn't it? You know, interesting. There, I'll tell you what I love, um, David, and that is I love when I see something unexpected. Like I feel like we're in a time now where everything is so predictable that people are going to have you know toe the party line is what we used to call it. But I love to see whenever like a Biden or I think even Stacey Abrams this week both came out and said uh, defund the police is not where you need to be going on this, which does make it a little bit harder, because if you think about it from the Trump perspective, if they would come out in support of defund the police, well, then that gives you a perfect pedestal to say, you see, they want to defund the police and I don't want to vote for me. But it makes it a little bit harder when it seems like even the mainstream, I guess you would call it of the Democrat Party, not Stacey Abrams, but Biden um, you know, seems to say defunding is not the option. You know what's really interesting about the whole defunding thing? This is actually from the conservative playbook, and I think everyone forgot about that. Remember Rick Perry on stage during the primary when he got annihilated from Trump? He said he wanted to defund certain agencies, and he mentioned his own agency, which he ended up leading. So it's funny that the left has co-opted this argument. Um, obviously, defunding whole a uh, whole police department or you know nationwide is not going to be popular with a lot of moderate voters. So I, I definitely agree that. Uh, you know, it's a dangerous road to go down, especially with that type of language. Now, if you read what they're saying by defund the police, maybe some of those ideas aren't aren't necessarily bad, but the whole branding of defunding the police automatically turns off mm -hmm. millions of people. And, and people are assuming you're saying abolish, you know, and so they're having to, you know, they're being forced to say, what exactly do you mean by this? Because you're saying you want more training. Well, that training does cost money. So if we talk about mm -hmm. defunding, then what are you going to do, you know? Well, I think we definitely have a problem with police unions. And I think this is more of a right-wing argument, right? Public sector unions are a massive problem all over the country. You know, there is no accountability. Costs are very high. That's why taxes are very high here in New York City, where I'm standing definitely a conversation we need to have. I don't know about defunding the police, but reforming police unions and the ability for their members to get off without any accountability is something I think that definitely needs to be looked at. All right. So it took me four minutes to get back on track with what I actually originally had in my calendar to talk to you about. And that comes uh, to some comments that Trump made calling Biden weak and shot. Is that another age thing? Is it, is it just been around for too long? 
You know, it's funny. The thing about Trump and Biden is people uh, really age unevenly because, you know, Trump and Biden are almost the I same was, age, was, but yes. Trump doesn't look nearly as old as Biden. Well, <laughs> so it's just one of those odd things. Yeah, and it can be um, argued, and it totally can be argued that, uh, that uh, I'm sorry, I know people don't like some of the wacky things they think Trump says, mm-hmm. but Joe Biden looks like sometimes he doesn't even know where he is. Oh, they're in their mid-70s. I mean, I know. I'm just saying, you, you should get a little mulligan maybe sometimes. Uh, you should. <laughs> you know, but dude, he clearly, thing, the, he doesn't know who he is, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the funny thing about Biden is that he said zingers before Trump even came on the I, scene, I so know. it's hilarious. Yeah. So, you know, Uncle Joe's been saying inappropriate things as long as I remember. You know, some people would say, oh, they're more innocuous than what Trump says, but bottom line is they both say things that are out of step all the time, and it's a little shocking sometimes. <laughs> well, you know, I guess everyone didn't grow up with, you know, what you say on social media stays with you forever, because guess what? They're on the downhill slope. It doesn't doesn't necessarily matter for them. Anyway, hey, uh, David Grosso, it's great talking to you, political analyst. We appreciate your Thank time you. today. The Rush Morning Update is brought to you by Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Book your next traveling party at LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net. Last week, Speaker Nancy Pelosi continued her pander campaign to show solidarity with rioters vandalizing statues in blue cities throughout America. She called for all Confederate statues to be removed from the Capitol grounds. Now, California Democrat Barbara Lee teamed up with Mississippi Democrat Bernie Thompson on a House bill to banish the relics of the Confederacy back to their original states within 120 days. New Jersey Democrat Cory Spartacus Booker introduced a Senate bill seeking to do the same thing. Now, these Democrats are trying to erase the history of their own party. The Confederate statues come from states then controlled by Democrats. It's the Democrat Party that gave America the Confederacy, the KKK, state-sponsored segregation, and Jim Crow. But one of these Confederate statues should get a new home up north. Now standing in Statuary Hall is the likeness of Uriah Milton Rose, a lawyer who was fiercely loyal to the Confederacy. In 1865 in Little Rock, Arkansas, Uriah Rose founded the Rose Law Firm. Many Clinton administration notables worked there at the Rose Law Firm, including Hillary herself. Now, instead of sending old Uriah to collect dust in some warehouse, his white stone statue ought to be sent to the Clinton's estate in Chappaqua and sit dead center right there on the front lawn as a constant reminder of Democrat history. Just because you can write does not qualify you to be a best-selling author. And the same logic applies to identity theft protection. You may be good at monitoring your credit, but that doesn't make you an authority on identity theft. Data breaches, your personal information gets in the wrong hands. This becomes complicated stuff. Cyber criminals commit identity theft every day. Now, on your own... You could miss certain identity threats, like somebody taking out a payday loan in your name, for instance. Or your information stolen as part of a data breach put out there on the dark web for other cyber bad guys to use for their own selfish gain. Now, no one can prevent all identity theft. But let me tell you, LifeLock has the tools and the know-how to help you like no other. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. Just go to lifelock.com, promo code RUSH. That's it. Lifelock.com, promo code RUSH, 25. Oh, the dog days of summer. Oh, yeah. 92 degrees today. Uh, 92. uh, Yeah. I'll I'll be honest. Next time I'm going to the pool, I'm just going to bring some of my favorite seasoning arts. I'm just going to sprinkle that all over myself whenever uh-huh. I lay out by the pool, and hopefully I'll have a snack by the time I oh, yeah. spend a couple hours. I'll be a lounge chair full of cracklings. Well, and kind of the same thing works when you're in your vehicle and your air conditioning doesn't work. Uh, you know, yeah. if you don't want, like, your buns to fry on the seat. But there's literally no mm. reason for someone in Acadiana to have that problem. Oh, look, there's Ross Tire and Service. These folks are tremendous. They will treat you like you're a member of their family. It's all about the good old-fashioned service. Look, the folks at Ross Tower and Service, they get it. 
people are worried about finances, but they also know you can't get back and forth to work if you don't have a fully functioning vehicle to keep you safe on our roadways. So call Ross Tire and Service today. Get with them about a plan for your vehicle. What's going to work best? Which of the items that I have to do do I have to do now? How much is it going to cost me? Should I do this in this month or that month? What do I do if my AC is not working? Or what if I just need an oil change? Ross Tire and Service, 2214 Collie Saloon Road. They'll get you taken care of. They'll get to know your car as well as they're going to get to know you. Go see them today. Dr. Phillips is joining us live on the air right now because, okay. all right, so the topic is how coronavirus accelerated the rise of telemedicine. And Dr. Phillips, I got to tell you, uh, I'm not surprised by it, but I'm so thankful for it because you know what? How many people are so agitated when you have to go in just for the doctor to tell you, oh, yeah, that looks good. entirely true you know we've been seeing telemedicine really explode in the last couple of years Um, back in 2017 there was a study that found that only 82% of Americans had ever used telemedicine I'm sorry that 82% of Americans had never used telemedicine so only 18% had now that numbers those numbers have really reversed I think most um, Americans have at least talked to their doctors over the phone. Uh, and now we're seeing in this coronavirus pandemic, telemedicine being harnessed more than ever. Um, in March, the federal government expanded Medicaid coverage for telemedicine in an effort to help to keep the elderly in particular out of doctor's offices. If there was one time you didn't want at-risk populations to go and sit in a waiting room to be seen, it was, you know, certainly at the peak of the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, So now I think people are, patients are thrilled with it. Uh, Doctors are very much getting used to it. And I think telemedicine is going to start to be part of our new normal. Well, you know, I just start to, you look at different patient populations and, you know, if you have that reliable, um, transportation to get to where you're going and you have or you have someone to bring you that's great but um i'll tell you my wife is a diabetes educator and one of the biggest hurdles she has for people coming in for education and managing their diabetes is the ability to get to the hospital to have that meeting to have that appointment and so you know you have some of these in, in also cancer patients you know where you're already talking about someone who has a really low immune system should they ever they don't feel good. I know should they ever go back to doctor's offices just for the routine checks of course you need blood work sometimes and everything else but you know, the routine kind of follow-up checks sure you know I, well, telemedicine isn't perfect for every situation right heart attacks strokes severe cuts or lacerations broken bones um even those annual physicals right where you really just need to sit down with your doctor and go over everything happening in your life right mental physical social um you know sort of big picture stuff Uh, but to your point there is quite a bit that can be done virtually. Uh, a lot of what, what I, I'm a general internist, a lot of what we spend our time doing is going over patients' medication lists, right? Going through what medications they've been prescribed by specialists, um, all of the various doctors that they see to make sure um, that they're not being over-medicated or under-medicated. These are things that can be done very well virtually. Um, and if anything, it will help to keep patients on schedule, right? They're more likely to make a virtual appointment than, than as you said, getting to the doctor. Um, so I'm hoping as we come out of this coronavirus um, pandemic, which has really uh, increased the, the use of telemedicine, I hope that it stays. Yeah. You know, it's a whole new thing. And I think it's people um, might have been weary about it before, but they needed to have that appointment or needed a prescription, you know, refilled or need to needed to talk to their doctor and were able to do it during this time. I think their minds are for sure changed. So that's kind of where we are. Uh, Dr. Holly Phillips, thanks so much for your time. It's good talking to you. Thank you. Great. Thank you for having me. So interesting. Yeah. And, because, you know, you know, especially because, you know, they're going to charge. OK, here's the thing that kind of makes me go. Ugh. So if you have any kind of couple of medical conditions, right, you mm-hmm. have to go there. Then you have to have the appointment. 
then you have to have a follow-up. Then you have to have a three-month follow-up. Well, a lot of people have heart disease. They got diabetes. You know, they got arthritis. You know, and you know they're going to slam you with the copay every time you got to go. It's expensive. Hey, so it, you still got to pay the copay for telemedicine. I know you do. I mean, but I guess my point is it takes a little of this thing out of it out yeah. of it because you're not getting out in the heat. You're not having to waste your gas money. You're not having to sit in an uncomfortable lobby chair. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are some big bonuses. Okay, uh, yeah. There's more Katie morning news to come, but first, some more state headlines for you. The House passed legislation making revisions to the tort reform effort that was vetoed by Governor Edwards, winning a veto-proof majority for the bill in the process. Bill sponsor Chalmette Representative Ray Garofalo says the legislation requires insurance companies to meet with the insurance commissioner to see how much money this legislation has saved them. And if they are, then they are required to reduce their rates accordingly. The bill makes a few adjustments relative to legislation that was vetoed by Governor Edwards, namely decreasing the jury trial threshold further to $5,000 from the bill's previous $10,000. The current threshold in the state of Louisiana is $50,000. New Orleans Representative Mandy Landry says that just because companies are required to meet with the commissioner doesn't mean he can or will force them to lower rates. There has been not one person from the insurance industry to testify that they will lower their rates in Louisiana because of this legislation. Not one. Zero. Landry noted even the 10% promised reduction in rates would still give us some of the top five highest rates in the nation, which need to be addressed through other legislation. ERATH Representative Blake Miguez says they've worked hard to make sure the bill ensures Louisiana's legal system more closely reflects our neighbors who pay much lower premiums. We have the second highest auto rate insurance in the country. So don't you think we should be looking at things like this or having a valid discussion to make these changes to lower our auto insurance rates? But a meet representative, Robbie Carter, tore into the bill over how it would impact our ability to fund court systems and ensure injured victims receive just compensation. And I'm not going to waste a lot of time today to tell you just how bad this bill is. This ain't even putting lipstick on the pig. This is a pig from the beginning. The bill now heads to the Senate. Here locally, news reports over the weekend said St. Martinville Mayor Melinda Mitchell tested positive for COVID-19. That information was first reported by the Daily Iberian. Now, as a result, Mitchell, the city administrator, police chief Ricky Martin, and Mitchell's secretary are now in quarantine. There's now word that an attorney representing Mitchell says that HIPAA laws may have been violated. Mayor Mitchell says she would love to know who shared her information in regard to the COVID-19 test and if any laws were broken during the process. And finally, fire investigators are working to determine what caused the fire at a home in the 2100 block of Richfield Road that happened out in Lafayette Parish. Multiple crews responded, according to a report from KTC, including Dusan, Judice, Scott, Karen Crow, Milton, and Lafayette to quell the blaze. Fortunately, no injuries reported to first responders or residents at the scene. World events, national headlines, and local news that affects you the most. Hey, it's Robin Burning, and you're listening to Acadiana's Morning News. I listen every morning. I like to stay informed. Wake up with us weekday mornings at 5.30 for the headlines on News Talk 96.5 K. I'm Elizabeth McDonald, and this is the Fox Business Report. Americans got back to shopping in May in a big way. The Commerce Department says retail sales rose a record 17.7% last month. The increase is dramatically stronger than forecast. Excluding auto sales, the increase was 12.5%. The number's an encouraging sign of a rebound in May after April sales slumped. McDonald's sales improved in May, only down 5%, after slipping more than 19% in April. As of this week, 99% of its restaurants are open. McDonald's says it'll spend $200 million on advertising around the world to bring customers back. Apple is facing two European Union antitrust investigations. The EU is looking into its Apple Pay service and App Store. Apple calls the accusations baseless. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola. Invested in you. Your employees and customers have new expectations when it comes to cleanliness. Cintas has the products and services you need to feel prepared. A trained Cintas technician can apply disinfectant and sanitizer spray to common surfaces. And we'll keep you well stocked with gloves, face masks, hand sanitizer, and disinfectant wipes, professional cleaning supplies, and PPE. 
Just a few ways Cintas can help you keep your business safe. Visit Cintas.com and get ready. News Talk 96.5 KPEL Brobridge Lafayette. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the KPL News app. Now the headlines from the KPL News Center. 72 degrees here at KPL. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news update. East Baton Rouge Parish Sheriff's Office says they're looking for a man after he allegedly fired shots at a deputy yesterday. A spokesperson for the East Baton Rouge Sheriff's Office saying they're looking for Gabriel Francis, a man who is originally from Lafayette, but most recently has been living in Baton Rouge. They say that suspect is alleged to, is alleged to have shot at a deputy and tried to disarm that deputy, too. Investigators say that they are looking on the, for the man on attempted first-degree murder charges, among other charges. The uptick in cases of COVID-19 continues in our area. Lafayette General Health System reps tell KPEL that the system-wide, so far they have seen 32 inpatient cases. That's a 50% increase from last week. Additionally, there are 13 inpatients with pending results. Lafayette police will set up an OWI checkpoint Friday night at 10. The location, which is never specifically disclosed, will be within the Lafayette city limits. Officers will be conducting the sobriety checkpoints through 3 o'clock Saturday morning. Fire crews from multiple departments across the area had to deal with a house fire overnight in Lafayette Parish. There were fire crews from various areas there to try to put out the blaze. They're working to determine what caused the situation on Richfield Road. house was fully engulfed when firefighters got to the scene. No injuries to report. There's an online petition that is gaining some steam to change the name of Jefferson Davis Parish. The push comes as Confederate monuments have been torn down in recent weeks and Confederate soldiers have been criticized as the country deals with protests brought on by racial strife. Protests have been sparked nationwide since the death of George Floyd. News reports over the weekend said that St. Martinville Mayor Melinda Mitchell had tested positive for COVID-19. As a result, Mitchell and Police Chief Ricky Martin, along with Mitchell's secretary, are now in quarantine. Now there's word via an attorney representing Mayor Mitchell that HIPAA laws could have been violated. Mayor Mitchell says she would like to know who shared her information in reference to the COVID-19 test. It's coming up now on 903. Mostly sunny skies across Acadiana today. Pretty status quo forecast for the summertime. Highs get up to around 93 degrees later on this afternoon. We'll have winds from the east-northeast at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. Rain chances going to set at around 20 to 30 percent. Overnight lows in the upper 60s and then getting ready to do it all over again. We are going to be hot and humid here through the rest of the week. Rain chances down to about 10 percent starting tomorrow and going through into early weekend. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk. 96.5 KPL. Right now, 72 degrees here at KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. Getting it all clear at the moment. No crashes, no breakdowns to report to you. Make sure you're buckling up and keeping it safe.